in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Isn't that something? How in, a, in the world can you have any peace unless you believe that? That God's on his throne, that this world is not a runaway, and that he's working everything out according to the counsel of his own will. Do you know that he knows the exact number of hairs you have on your head? That's how big God is. I see some of you don't have that many, but, but, but God, is, God is an all-knowing God and a powerful God. God is good. And I, I want you to feel that and know that today. God is sovereignly good to his people. And God is at the helm of life and all things for the good of his people. God has a plan for his people. And it, like him, is a good plan. Do you believe that? That God has a plan for your life. Now, it is true there are going to be bumps in the road. But do you know that this God of this Bible, our God, is so big, he can take the worst things that happen in life and turn them to your good and use them to his own glory. God took the worst sin that man could ever commit. When God invaded time and history, they took him and nailed him to the cross. And it's worked pretty good for you and me, even our salvation. Can I get an amen on that? Do you understand that? So the worst things that happens, God uses to our good. Now I want to tell you the story of Joseph now and and I hope to just continually drive home this do you really believe that all things work together for good so Joseph had a dream and his father he told it to his father and his father said don't be thinking like that his, his father kind of played it down you, you mean I as your father am going to uh, be submitting to you one day and uh, then his father said, you need a little break. Go out to where your brothers are in Shechem and see if everything's all right with the flocks out there, where they were keeping the flock. He got out there and told his brothers about this dream that they were all going to bow down to him. His brothers were filled with envy, what I call jealousy, jealousy, and, and they said, that's killing. That's what we call human depravity. One of the brothers said, as they were talking about killing Joseph, let's throw him in a pit. We'll, we'll let him starve to death down there. And uh, so they, they did. But they said, let's take his coat of many colors. You remember the story that his father had given him a coat of many colors? And let's kill a goat and dip it in the blood, and we'll take it back to our dad and say, you know, some kind of roaring lion or bear or something has got a hold of him and, and killed him. But they decided at one point, let's take him out of the pit and sell him 
to the Amalekites. God is not a God of accidents. I don't believe in luck or accidents. I believe in God. And He's a God of purpose. And He ordains certain things to happen for our good and for His glory. So they took Him down to Egypt and they sold Him to Potiphar. But as I was reading Genesis 30 through 50, it kept saying over and over, and God was with Joseph. God was with, it says, and God was in jo with Joseph when he was in the pit. You ever been in a pit? Well, you will be eventually. We all have our pits in life on our way to the heavenly land. We have times of depression and we wonder, but God was with him in the pit. God got him out of the pit. God had the Amalekites come by. And then a lot of other bad things began to happen to Joseph. He got down there. A lot of good things happened. I mean, he was an outstanding businessman. And, uh, I mean, Pharaoh just kept exalting him and making him head over things. And then Potiphar's wife, she liked the way Joseph looked. And Ashley tried to get him to go to bed with her. Did you know that was in the Bible? And Joseph, being the honorable man that he was, said no. But she got a hold of his cloak and called Potiphar and, and told him, look, this guy raped me, basically. And you know what happened? He got put in jail. Potiphar had uh, also put his baker in, in jail with him and Butler, two guys. Two guys that uh, had dreams. And they dreamed these dreams and Joseph was able to interpret the dream. And, and that was on purpose too. So Joseph's in prison. He meets these two guys he tells them, the king's going to cut your head off in a few days, three days. And uh, one of you is going to go back to the king's house. And, and when you do, don't forget me. And guess what he did? He forgot all about Joseph. Looking bad for Joseph. Except Pharaoh had a dream. You know, dreams can be of God. And uh, Pharaoh dreamed a dream. And it had to do with there being seven years of famine and seven great years of prosperity. And uh, so Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream and Pharaoh made him head over all of Egypt. He even gave him his ring off his hand, put it on his finger. That ring was predestined to be on Joseph's hand. And he had great authority. And he stored things up for the coming famine of seven years. And way down there in Canaan, Jacob and those brothers ran out of food. Isn't that something? He said, well, what are you saying? I don't get what you're saying. I'm saying the famine was predestinated. I'm saying it was all God at work every single day in the life of Joseph. You meant it for evil, 
but God meant it for good. If you can see your life that way, you'll be much happier when you can really believe Romans 8, 28, that everything's working for your good. That's when you begin to shout and sing and there's rejoicing in your heart and, and life. And you have abundant life. God is at work in my life. God's got me covered. Well, sure enough, they sent, uh, Jacob sent these boys down to Egypt to get food. And guess who they had to go before? And they didn't recognize Joseph, these brothers. But he recognized them. And he began to bless them and, and sent food back. And he kind of set them up. They brought every brother except the youngest boy, Benjamin. And Joseph was truly uh, Benjamin's true brother. They had the same mother. And uh, Joseph said to them something like this. They ought to begin to catch on when they came before him for food. He said, are there any more of you? Do, do you have any more brothers? So we got a, a, a young one. And he sent him back with food, and he said, the next time you come, bring him with you. In fact, I'm going to keep one of you here until you bring the young boy back. <laughs> he set him up. So they came back for food. They soon ran out of food, and the father sent him back. Jacob sent him back. Are, are you getting that all of this stuff that you're going to read in chapter 30 through 50 is God working in Joseph's life. His eyes on the sparrow, and he watches over you. Isn't that something? I'm glad God does that. So they brought uh, Benjamin back with them, and uh, Joseph sent him back home with lots of food and money. But in Benjamin's sack that was on the donkey's back, he put a silver cup from his house. <laughs> God ordained that silver cup to be put in that bag. And then when they got about a day's journey away from Joseph's place, he told his servants, go catch up with them and, and check their bags because I think they stole. He set them up. Oh, God will set you up Amen. to bless you, not to hurt you. And uh, so they brought him back. And you know the story. Finally, it says that, that Jacob revealed himself to his brothers. And he wept and wept and wept. And then told them to go back and get the old man. And I don't mean that in a slangish way. He said, is dad still alive? I said, yes, he is. Go get him and bring everything that he has and everything you have and your wives and children and sheep and bring, bring everything you have. I'm going to give you the land of Goshen. I'm, I'm going to give you a place that's going to, I'm going to take care of you all the days of your life. And here's what he said to those boys at the 50th chapter. You meant it for evil. But God meant it for good.